Oh, my phone's ringing. Let me pick it up here. Hello? Hello? Hello, What are you calling about? It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while, and you said you weren't coming back unless it was a horror movie. Well, this one was horrifically great. Oh, was it? Well, I don't want to do a podcast with you. You want to know why I don't want to do a podcast with you? You're bankrupting my podcast, Brian. I'm late on three fucking payments for this podcast, okay? The last podcast I did with Morbius didn't even fucking make enough for me to pay off my fucking house loan, Brian. You're killing me. Ever since you bought my podcast, I can't even fucking piss in a pot anymore to feel anything, okay? I literally have nothing because of you. You've ruined my podcast. Just sell the fucking rights to the podcast back to me you want to talk about sonic yeah let's talk about sonic <laughs> uh so today we're talking about the sequel to sonic, sonic the, the hedgehog, hedgehog. Um, sonic the hedgehog 2 yeah sonic the hedgehog 2 so um if you, a lot of you guys don't know we have an original podcast <laughs> me and brian did from about two years ago over the first sonic so if you want to listen to that before you listen to this to kind of gauge no, like three years ago wasn't it because it didn't it come out in 2019 2020 Came oh, out right fuck. before the pandemic hit. Oh, so, fuck. yeah, man, I pandemic started when I was fifteen, and now I'm thirty four, dude. This is crazy. I'm seventy. She inches deep in your mom. Anyways, um, yeah. So if you want to listen to that original podcast before we go over this one, be sure to go and listen to it. But for the most part, we're just gonna be going over Sonic Two today, which both of us kind of were looking forward to. I think more or less because. You kind of expect like sequels to be better than the original in yeah, some capacities. Yeah, I thought this was at least marginally better. Yeah, and um, both of us were expecting it to be a little bit better. The trailers were pretty promising because it looked like a video game movie for once. It, yeah, it's night and day compared to like fucking Uncharted that looked like a TV movie. Hey, and what that movie and The Lost City make a great back-to-back double feature because they're both so bad. Because I literally got them mixed up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, Sonic Two looked like more of a video game movie, so I was excited for it. Obviously, after seeing it, I thought the first Sonic was okay. I think this is a little bit better than the first Sonic, but I just think it's okay still. I'm probably not in the market for this movie. Obviously, I said that on the original podcast. I'll say that again here. Uh, you liked it though. I, okay, so a little, uh, little something. I was having fun the whole time. <laughs> I was bopping to the music, the original score, and the songs selected for the soundtrack. I was bopping around to that, and I laughed way too many times. And uh, I also want to point something out in the movie. During it, I slouched over so much because I wasn't annoyed with the movie as much. Like, there were times I was annoyed with the movie, but it was because of the two fucking people that sat in front of us. Not only them. There were two guys that sat that we sat behind, I guess, because they were there first. But uh, they were talking the whole time, you know, making jokes and laughing. And then there were some guys to the back right of us who I think they were just a bunch of, like, college guys or something who came to see the movie because it was late. Uh, they were talking and joking the whole time, so Hayden and I were just sitting in the middle trying to watch the movie high. <laughs> um, and you know, it's kind of weird because I was like, oh, there's going to be a ton of people here for the Thursday night premiere, and then I walked in, I'm like, hey, Brian, is this Morbius? Did we walk into a Morbius screening? Um, soon. Soon. <laughs> maybe, some, maybe someday. You never know. Tee-hee. 
Um, but anyways, yeah, so Sonic 2, like I said, I think it's okay. Brian said good, kind of better than the original, you think, too? Yeah. Yeah, in some ways. I haven't um, seen the original one high, though. Yeah, we'll kind of go through the cast here a little bit as quick as we can, or I guess I'll give the plot quick first. So, Sonic is trying to be a superhero now. He's trying to learn what it means to be a hero. Dr. Robotnik is back, and he has teamed up with Knuckles, and the two of them are looking for a magic emerald that can grant mystical powers. So, Sonic and Tails have to team up to stop Eggman and Knuckles from taking over the world with this emerald now uh let's go over the cast like you i would said think arguably the third movie should have introduced knuckles because he didn't the third movie and then like a spin-off short film they're doing a tv show with are they so, yeah because because knuckles didn't show up until sonic 3 and knuckles mm-hmm. he was like the uh essentially dlc back in the day so arguably this movie should have been a full-length movie and then they should have made a short film attached to it to introduce knuckles yeah um (laughs) going over the cast i guess real quick before we delve into the movie um so ben schwartz played sonic again again i think he's he's a good comedian he's funny he's good in this too as sonic his voice kind of sounded like i'm trying to be jerry seinfeld a little bit at times too i don't know if he was like forcing that because some of the jokes in this felt like Seinfeld jokes where it's like situationally this is kind of funny you know and it's like "Eh, it's not really for me um they got the actress that voices uh Tails from the video games in this to voice Tails oh and she does a really good job here just mainly because you know she's Tails obviously she does a great job I think at one point Tails said fuck canonically canonically (laughs) um Idris Elba though my god, he is great fit in this. really well. He fits so well like, with, like, the... Dr- it's almost like Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy with yeah. how dry he is, which I'm sure that's the approach they wanted. I'm sure Shadow water, kind yeah, of. Yeah, kind of that thing. And he's great. A lot of deadpan lines in this. Yeah. It's wonderful. I, when I... When Idris Elba was the character of Knuckles, I, I honestly was able to forget that it was Idris Elba because the voice just matched so well. Yeah, you can tell he's really hard trying to, like, hide the British accent. Like, yeah. at times, it was like, ooh, he's getting close to, like, accidentally letting it slip. But he does a fine Hello, job for the most part. Yeah, <laughs> best part of this movie, I would say. Jim Carrey is Dr. Robotnik. He's grinching it up, man. Yeah, yeah. it's like we kind of said in the original podcast, it's like a return to form for Jim Carrey, but it also comes with all of the problems of Jim Carrey sometimes where yeah. he either milks a scene for too long or a joke for too long. Yeah. And I will say in this, he does milk a couple jokes longer than they need to go, which yeah. I think is just kind of what you play ball with when you cast Jim Carrey. But he's a good robot now. Yeah, I, I did want to say they did make a flossing joke in this movie, mm-hmm. but I feel like it was justified because here here's my explanation because i i think eggman knows that sonic flossed and he and eggman probably saw it from sonic and back in 26 or 2020 and thought it was cool so eggman as an adult or as a this fucking guy who got stuck on the island thought that it was a still a cool dance to do even though it's not so he was trying to appeal to the kids by doing that yeah, um... That's my head head headcanon. That is Brian's new headcanon for Sonic 2. I should, but, I should um, not have gotten high before he did this. Um, John Marston's fine in this, I guess. Like, I've never liked the... the human he- characters were... Eh. Yeah, I think that's an issue which I'm going to bring up later in the podcast is the whole human character thing, because... Yeah, I, I, lo- I prefer the animated, you know, video game characters. Like, Robotnik, obviously you need him, but he, I just prefer... Yeah. 
Like, there were some really cool fight scenes. Oh, yeah. There's that some... were just animated characters. That's it. It was yeah. so good. We'll get, yeah, I guess we'll get to that in a second. But that's pretty much the cast. Uh, uh, there was the love interest, I guess, also. The guy, there was, uh, there, uh, the wife of, what is his name, John Marsden or whatever, mm -hmm. his character, there was her. And then her sister or cousin is getting married to the guy from Criminal the, Minds. Yeah, the love interest was the guy from Criminal Minds, which blew my mind a little bit. I mean, he's a very handsome man. I guess. Um, but yeah, so we'll get into the movie now. So, it opens up with Dr. Robotnik in the Mushroom World. He's basically been losing his mind here. It literally picks up right where that post credit scene was, and he's just basically dicking around in the Mushroom World. Well, he uses this quill to send out basically like a distress signal, and it ends up calling some warriors in that come through the Golden Ring, he ends up taking them all out in this really funny sequence where he basically has set up all of these booby traps. Rube then Goldberg machines. Yeah, then as he slow motion runs for the ring, Knuckles punches him. He's like, where the hell did you get that quill? And he's like, I can show you where to get it. It's back on this planet called Earth. And that's the opening. And then we get, like, Sonic trying to be Batman, basically. Vigilante. Blue Justice. Yeah, Blue, Blue Justice or whatever. And he tries to save an armored uh, bank car that's being robbed by a bunch of thieves. And mm -hmm. he throws a bunch of bombs out. He actually creates a lot more destruction than he meant and stuff. And it's basically all the setup, the themes of the movie, which is going to be about what it means to be a hero, about family, about being an outcast, but that's okay. Like, just... Themes I expected for a kid's movie, basically. Some of them repeat kind of from the first Sonic, like with the whole friendship and family thing, but it's those same themes that they set up. Not gonna lie, the jokes in the first half of the movie did not do it for me as much, because there's at one point like a joke with Sonic where he snuck out and John Marston's like, well, I came up to your room last night to see what you were up to. And it's like a joke where he has pre-recorded audio and it's just the same fart joke on repeat. Yeah. It's, uh, that, see, and I that's a complaint from the first Sonic, is I was like, I, I hate her fart humor. It's just not funny to me, unless you're an Adam Sandler guy, and you're like, all oh, farts are hilarious, but... Poop joke. Yeah, poop joke, fart joke, basically. But as the movie progresses, Sonic is being left home alone because John Marston and his wife are going to the sister of John Marston's wife's wedding with the <laughs> criminal minds really guy. I know, that's that. a convoluted way to say it, but um, anyways, I go off, Sonic has the house to himself, Knuckles and Robotnik show up. Yes. And as they show up, it's pretty great here because not only is it Jim Carrey like chewing the scenery once again, yeah. but the introduction we get is just brief. It's not like it's overly like built up with dramatic music or anything. No, like Knuckles just comes in, beats the shit out of him, and Sonic and him have a mini fight, and then Tails comes in out of nowhere, and the movie kind of gets into like this gotta go fast mentality of like we yeah. gotta tell this story as quick as we can in our two hour runtime, basically. Yeah. And I would say, like, it's an enjoyable setup for the most part, because I like how it's like, all right, Robotnik's back. We're not going to waste any time with that. Knuckles is here. We're not going to waste any time with that. Tails is here. We're not going to waste any time with that. But a lot of it is then later, like, exposition. Like, Tails explains, like, here's what Knuckles' traits are. Here's what my traits are. Sonic explains basically the theme of the movie really quickly in the sequence where the owl mom or whatever it was from the first movie, like, shows up and is like, your quest is to find this emerald. A lot of it is more exposition heavy, which I didn't really like as much because it was like, eh, this organically is like... Well, whatever, I don't care as much because these characters are literally getting one defined trait from an exposition scene, and that's all we really have to care about them. There's a sequence where uh, Knuckles, or not Knuckles, uh, Tails and Sonic go to this Siberian village in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> And, and it looks like they're going to recreate the fight scene from the first yeah, movie. Yeah, from the first movie. Like, they probably make you think that, but then it's like, oh, no, dance-off. Mm -hmm. Which, the dance-off was, like, well-animated, but it felt so 
cliche very, for an animated movie. Very cliche. And I was thinking at one point in the back of my head, because like I said, the first act is kind of like, and jokes for me. I was like, I'm not going to just repeat the buddy road trip formula, because as you know, in that original podcast, I hated the buddy road trip angle. I think it's a cliche for all these live action hybrid movies. This time is Tales and Sonic. This time is Tales and Sonic, and it feels less like a road trip and more like a video game, which is nice, yeah. which I'll give it compliments for. But they have that dance-off sequence, and then Tails and Sonic kind of bond a little bit, and Knuckles and Robotnik kind of bond with each other a little bit. Like, I just need to use you to get to the Emerald, and I yeah. need to get to the Hedgehog, so they do all that. After the Siberian sequence is where the movie starts to get more into the video game aspect. Yeah. But uh, then... But then... No. We cut back to John Marston's subplot, and it's dumb, and I hate it. It's just basically yeah. about how... The sister from the original movie doesn't like John Marston that much, and he has to patch it up. And he's also, like, kind of learning to fit in with his family a little bit, with the Criminal Minds guy, and it's a dumb subplot. Like, it should not be in a movie like this. And I get it, we're supposed to give our human characters conflict and a reason for them to be here. You didn't have to put him in the movie. Like, if John Marston was just in the fishing scene at the beginning to, like, say the theme and then came back at the ending, fine with that. But because you gave them a subplot and stakes, quote-unquote, they feel like they have to be in this when you could have just written them out and made it a full-fledged video game movie. I think it would have been good if they just made it like a um, 3D animated uh, movie with the human characters being animated as well. Mm -hmm. That way it would at least be interesting instead of having kind of looks like a cheap Hallmark movie yeah. set of characters. And I won't... I don't... Oh, also some of the green screens. The green bad. screen's bad in this, which, like, first off, they had a higher budget for this, which blows my mm. mind, because with a higher budget, you should be like, oh, shit, we got the money to make this look good, but it looks bad. The, it looks uncharted level the bad. The 3D... Or the fucking 3D. The uh, green screen that is behind Jim Carrey, and I think there's at least a few scenes. I know one of them is in the Himalayas. Uh, it just looks awful, because it looks like... Uh, like TV show green screen. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it's just that bad because it, it, it looks obvious fakey, not like movie fakey. <laughs> yeah, and another thing I was a little annoyed by too, the lines don't match up with the voices as much. Did you I catch on to that? that? Okay, I, I noticed that a lot. <laughs> there are a lot of times in this where dialogue does not match up with the animation. Is it uh, bad ADR? Bad ADR. Okay. Bad ADR. Like, you remember... This is going to be a real throwback. So you remember in Frozen 2 when we saw it? Yeah, the lips weren't The lips up. didn't match Part up. of me thinks maybe it's the theater, <laughs> but it might be the movie. It, no, I think it's the movie sometimes. But I noticed that a lot with this. That, like, the, the voice lines did not always sync up. And I was like, ooh. Like, you've had a higher budget to make the green screen better, to make the animation better. And you have these little, like, slip-ins. And I know some people will be like, well, they were working through the pandemic on this. But, like, hey, but even, let's be honest, though. What would a Sonic movie be if it wasn't <laughs> as flawed as a Sonic game? That's also That's true. That's the appeal of Sonic. They the game sucks, so the movie has to have some issues. Yeah, but and I know the argument will be, will they work through the pandemic on this? Well, they've also had more time to not fuck it up. Like with the Sonic redesign when the original movie came out, they had a whole year to do it, and it was kind of excusable because they like filmed most of the movie and just wanted to go back and redesign Sonic. So there are like little technical glitches here. You have the design from the start. You have a higher budget and you still fuck it up. That's what I think kind of pisses me off is like, don't be lazy. If you're going to give people a sequel and like put more money into it, make it look good, basically. But I digress onto the rest of the plot. So as Sonic is in the Himalayas with uh, 
Tails. Tails. They find the coordinates for this little compass that's going to lead them to the Emerald. And Jim Carrey shows up with Knuckles, and they get into this fight, obviously, where Sonic's using his speed to take out all of the Egghead drones. Knuckles catches up to him. The two of them bond over how the Echidna Warriors fought the giant owls, basically, and how Knuckles was left behind and lost everything that day and stuff. And Sonic's like, wait, we can bond over this. But then Tails accidentally shoots Knuckles with the little taser thing, and the little taser thing knocks out Tails. And then Jim Carrey's like, well, I'm going to just take Knuckles and we're going to go off and find this thing, basically. And they go away. Not before Jim Carrey shoots two rockets into the side of the mountain, which is where the bad green screen avalanche happens. And Sonic has to call John Marston at the wedding, who throws the ring. And the snow that comes through, the ring looks bad. Yes. <laughs> uh, basically, most of the CG, as you guys can tell, we just thought was not great in this. But anyways, it leads into a twist, though, which was kind of funny within itself. I didn't see it coming, but it might just be because I was... I, I think it's just like how bizarre it was it worked for yeah. something like this but it turns out that the wife of John Marston's sister that's marrying the Criminal Minds guy has actually been played this entire time by the Criminal Minds guy because he's an FBI guy and Wait, everybody oh, at the clarify. wedding. The way you said it made it sound like he was in a costume as a woman. <laughs> That's not how it went. Not how it went, no. But, he, was, um, he was tricking her to get to Sonic. Yeah, but basically, it turns out everybody at this wedding is like a secret agent. And then the Olive Garden guy shows up for some reason. <laughs> I don't even remember the Olive Garden guy from no, the original either. But his only trait is like, yeah, you should have taken my deal. And I've got a scheduled appointment at Olive Garden. I'm like, well, there's a product placement. I think the funniest fucking joke in the movie is when she looked at the priest and went, are you an agent too? Are you? Are you? And he just opens up the Bible and there's a gun in there and just closes it. That's the funniest That's, fucking joke yeah, in the movie. Um, but yeah, basically it was a nice double cross. And then we get like a sequence that I can only describe as like, this is filler. It doesn't need to be in the movie. Oh, are you talking about the Metal Gear Solid Oh yeah, stuff? Yeah, basically with the the uh, John Marston's wife and sister, basically. But yeah, they're that, like tracking to try and get to John Marston. Yeah, and like then... That. The bride, like, goes on a, a bridezilla moment, as the movie calls it, where she's pissed off at the fucking guy, the Criminal Minds guy, for being a player, basically, with this whole thing. And it's just, like... And it turns out he really does love her. Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't care. I don't give a shit. Why is this in a Sonic movie? It feels like a bad... Like I said, a bad Hallmark movie. It really does at times. And maybe that's why they got the Criminal Minds guy, because like later seasons of Criminal Minds feel like a bad Hallmark he, show. He looks like a guy from a bad Hallmark thing. I don't even know. How many seasons of Criminal Minds been going? I feel like, like 12. I think longer than that. 18. We'll Google it here in a second. But after that, basically, Sonic and Tails are like, all right, well, we got to go off and find Robotnik because he's getting close to the Emerald, but Tails can't fly. So Sonic runs across the ocean. Sequence is kind of nice. It looks good in some areas, but also very cheap. Sonic gets on the island. Robotnik is there with Knuckles. And there's kind of like a fun little sequence where they're running like Indiana Jones Temple Run style through all of these traps and stuff. And it's kind of funny because Robotnik's like, well, you know what? We need to work smarter, not harder. And he basically just solves it by using one of his little egghead drones to like scout out where all the traps are going to be. Eventually, they find the Emerald with Knuckles and Jim Carrey's going to screw over Knuckles. Not before Sonic drops in and we get what we wanted from the trailer, which the was best the best fucking fight scene in ever. the entire thing. Yeah. Uh, Knuckles and Sonic fight. It's great. Like, this it is what we paid great. admission for. But obviously, Jim Carrey ends up screwing both of them over and is like, ha ha ha, I have the magic emerald now, you fools. And becomes like a possessed exorcist Jim yeah. Carrey, which like 
it's a different kind of performance for Jim Carrey. He becomes Carrey 9000. Yeah, and it feels like the cable guy in some areas. I think there was a cable guy reference when he's oh, like doing the electrical been. thing. I was like, okay, that feels like a cable guy reference, but I don't know. Um, but anyways, like he just becomes like an exorcist possessed Jim Carrey. Knuckles and Sonic have this moment where like Knuckles is drowning and then he wakes up and sees that Sonic's trying to save him. Saves Knuckles, Knuckles comes back, saves Sonic. He doesn't quite understand why Sonic would do that. He's like, well, because, you know, we're friends and all that, and like, we need to stick together, blah, blah, blah. And it leads into a third act that was literally what I wanted from this movie. It makes it like the final boss of a yeah, video game. which is Robotnik shows back up in Green Hills. Do I hate that it's set back in Green Hills for the finale? Kinda. I wish it was in a different location. I can't... Video game movie, please Green read... Hill Zone. Just go to a different location. Sonic games have a lot of locations. Yeah, but the Green Hill Zone is the most iconic, and they're probably going to go to a different location in the next... No, it'll probably be Green Hills again, let's be honest. Well, we do know a little something-something about the next movie, but we'll get to that Yeah, later. we'll get to that in a minute. But Jim Carrey shows back up in Green Hills with his... Now, I think this is kind of nice. They, they hinted at, like, a romantic relationship between Jim Carrey and Agent Stone in this a lot more. That was nice. Like, thank you for addressing that. Because, like, the first movie a little bit, there's, like, hints of them kind of, like, being a couple or having, like, a fling or something. This one, they go full on with it. It's like they might kind of love each other a little bit. And that's kind of nice, you know? I didn't notice. What's wrong with you, Brian? Seriously, man. What you the fuck, You do drugs, dude? man. Drugs are bad, okay? <laughs> anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was kind of nice to see that. But anyways, Agent Stone and Jim Carrey are back with each other. Jim Carrey's magneto-like powers allow him to take all of like the metal in the area and build his giant Eggman yep. boss suit. And him and the, the Agent Stone guy basically battle in the giant egghead suit against Knuckles, Tails, and Jim Carrey go, go, does his whole Ranger. Jim Carrey thing. Yeah, it's kind of nice because the three of them realize like they're strongest together with each of their elements. Sonic distracts Jim Carrey because he's obsessed with him. Tails uses the smarts to get inside the suit and Knuckles uses brute force to get the emerald out of him. What ends up happening is it's it's a cliche family moment where like after the emerald's knocked out and Sonic goes for it and stuff, John Marsden and his wife come around him and they're like, oh, we're here for you, we're family and stuff. Jim Carrey's gonna kill him at one point, saves him. Turns out the emerald had like all of the mini emeralds in the it. The chaos power, emeralds. The chaos emeralds that power Sonic to be gold Sonic. And he ends up- Super Sonic. Whatever. I don't care. Fucking idiot. <laughs> I don't give a shit, man. Um, but anyways, it powers- Sonic to defeat Jim Carrey. He and becomes a god, essentially. Basically, he beats Jim Carrey with his giant suit and then makes a chili dog, eats it. <laughs> makes the chili dog come out of nowhere with lightning. Uh, gives it. up the Chaos Emeralds, then Knuckles puts to back together the Emerald and is like, well, what should we do with this? And they're like, let's just make a new alliance, you know, with the three of us to protect this Emerald. And they're like, okay, so... And they do a power bump to... Instead of a fist bump. It's a power bump. It's a power bump. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> after that, basically, the movie just kind of wraps up with them playing baseball, much like the first movie. And Knuckles, there's a really funny, I guess, sequence where Knuckles, like, doesn't understand baseball, and he's just taking everything like Drax, basically. Like, ah, ha, ha, I am running around the bases and stuff. But the movie just ends on that note. And then there's... We get a cool animated uh, sequence of that kind of is in the video game style mm -hmm. for the credits. Yeah, and then... And then post credit scene is just like, oh, we couldn't it's find... It's setting up the Sonic universe. Yeah, they're like, oh, we couldn't find Jim Carrey, and they're like, well, it's impossible he didn't survive, because I don't think a lot of people know this. Jim Carrey's thinking about hanging it up from acting. Yeah. And I have doubts about that. I think he's just being dramatic about it a little bit. But, Probably, but... Um, 
I if it is his last role, I guess fine way to go out. It was a comedy movie that comedy kids movie. are gonna love. Um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. You will hold a place in my heart, Jim Carrey, for that movie. But um, anyways, they basically allude like Jim Carrey may or may not be alive because they're still waiting to hear what his take on acting is going to be in the future. Agent Stone is alive at the ending, which may just imply like, oh yeah, he probably is. But then they're like, well guys, when we went into the server, we found some codes for some coordinates that date all the way back to the 50s. And the Olive Garden guy is like, what? What is it? And she's like, it's a project that's been hidden. He goes, my God. Project Shadow, and it's Shadow. Shadow the Hedgehog, baby. Yeah, we're getting a fucking Shadow in the next movie. And uh, maybe he'll be Thanos. <laughs> Can we get Biggs the cat? Rouge the bat. Uh, Amy. You know what? I hope we don't get Sonic 3 after that joke, motherfucker. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Shadow's gonna be in the next movie, and that's pretty much it for Sonic 2. Like, I loved it. It's, I had fun. It It's an okay sequel. Like I said, there's, there's certainly issues with it, and I think it's just okay. I'm probably gonna give it the same score as the first Sonic, which is just a 5 out of 10, because it's like, whatever. I'm thinking of a 6 or a 7, because yeah. it was so fun. And I'm... If I watch it sober, maybe it'll go down. Who knows? But um, it's it's just, yeah, 5 out of 10. Like, a slight 5 out of 10 above the original is all I'll say. 5.5. 5. Like I said, Sonic's not for me. Like I said in the original podcast, I've never... I didn't grow up in Sonic games, so... Soon. Neither did I, man. I just ironically love Sonic. I unironically love Sonic. Oh, yeah? Why do you have 290 hours on Sonic Mania on your Xbox? Um... I'll see you for the next Sonic movie. <laughs> Sonic for you, baby. Um, yeah, and then, you know, in terms of video game movies, I, I don't know, maybe Detective Pikachu's still my favorite. I don't know. I, uh, I think this... Monster Hunter? Oh, God. <laughs> Mortal Kombat was pretty good. Like, it was a fun movie for... For what it was. It wasn't, like, you know, a perfect... I don't think any video game movie's gonna be perfect. Mario, maybe. <laughs> oh, Mario's gonna be the best fucking. Chris Pratt is gonna save cinema. As it's Mario. A me, Mario. The Illumination's gonna save cinema with Mario. Uh, I would say I I really enjoy the Sonic movies just because they're dumb fun. They're not meant to be taken seriously. Dumb fun for a dumb dumb. Ha 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 ha. Let's laugh at Brian for being the dumb dumb. Ow! Ow! You know what, Brian? I can't even pay off my house because of good. Uh, but yeah, so this is this is kind of a quick review on Hayden's Entertainment Hour this time around. Twenty six minutes. Twenty six minutes. And, I mean, it's quicker than most. About twenty five feet. About twenty five feet. Um, but yeah, in terms of like the next movies I'm talking about, uh, I think it's gonna be Everything Everywhere All at Once, and I don't remember who reached out to me, but somebody reached out to me and said they wanted to talk about Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, and then probably The Northman later on. I'll find somebody to talk about The Northman. You know, I don't know. I would have to find someone interested to talk about it. Are you, are you alluding you'd like to talk about it? Maybe. Okay, we'll see. Um, but yeah, so there are a couple movies to look forward to next. Uh, this will conclude our Sonic review. Thank you, Brian, for coming back and not not selling me the rights back to my podcast, you know? Oh, you're not getting those rights back. Brian, I'm going to be bankrupt. I'm not sure this podcast can survive You know what year. you should do? You should make better podcasts. Have you considered getting a ghost? You should consider getting more bitches. Oh. That's not what your mom said last night. 
That'll do it for this edition of Hayden's Entertainment Hour. Or you're dead. <laughs> we shall see you next time. Okay, so normally I wouldn't be here, uh, but Hayden and I just got out of watching Ambulance, the new Michael Bay movie. Uh, L.A. Ambulance, I guess. Um, <clears throat> the whole movie is a standard Michael Bay film. It's a... Uh, these guys robbed a... I, I guess I'll get into this plot a little bit. Um, these guys robbed a bank because uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen, uh, his character's name is Will, needed money because his wife needs a surgery um, and he's broke. And the whole movie is essentially he got dragged into this by uh, fucking, what's his name? Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. And uh, the whole time they have a cop in the ambulance that they need to kind of keep safe so they don't get in trouble. And yeah, it it wasn't a good movie. Uh, I would say it's only really made for an audience of a very small amount of people that Michael Bay loves to make his movies for. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hayden has a rant that he wants to go on about oh, the movie. Oh, I got a big rant. Uh, I am scared, I'm frightened, <laughs> and I'll let him take it over, and this, this was probably all I'm gonna add. Yeah. Uh, Michael Bay's Ambulance is dog shit. If you go to theaters to see this movie, you're going to pay for essentially a movie that was written by a fucking fifth grader and a bunch of conservatives online. I don't fucking like Michael Bay. He's not a particularly good director in the slightest, but here's the fucking thing that I don't understand. The man has been making movies for 20 plus fucking years now, and he's made like The Rock, and he did Armageddon, and he did the first Transformers film. I think those films are all fine. Honest to God, I think those films are passable, but for some fucking reason, he just decided to go off a cliff at a certain point, and he just fucking gave up on trying to make good movies, because this is actual dog shit. Actual fucking dog shit. I cannot believe this movie got past the screeners at Universal. I get it. He made all the Transformers movies, so they feel an obligation to let him make whatever he wants for Universal. But even then, the Transformers movies are all dog shit. They're not good movies. Here's the thing about Michael Bay. He makes movies for a specific audience, like Brian said. Conservatives that eat this shit up because it's got patriotic political views in it. Fucking people that are dude bros that chug a bunch of fucking beers and then go see this movie on a Friday night because they're like, bro, it's got Michael Bay attached to it. He makes fucking banger films. And morons that don't understand Michael Bay is not a good director. Like me. I've fallen for it so many fucking times thinking he's gonna change, he's gonna make another The Rock, and then he fucking doesn't. I, I don't fucking understand. Now, I know what you're thinking. I'm going crazy. It's probably not that bad as a lot of you guys are thinking. But no, the editing in this. Dear God, Brian could attest to it if he wanted to, but he wants to remain silent during this whole thing. I was intoxicated when we saw the movie, and all I can add is I, uh, I noticed that it was bad the whole time, and I frequently rose my hands in frustration of it being bad, but that's, uh about what I expected. Yeah. Anyways, the editing in this is dog shit. If you've seen a Michael Bay movie, it's always the fucking spin-around camera shots that are never in fucking focus that cut 14 times in a fucking row. Characters won't even be in focus. It's like a shot of half their fucking face, and if an action sequence is going on, it's like a shot of the gun, a shot of an eyeball, a shot of the fucking city street. It cuts so many goddamn times. The beginning of the movie, I don't- I'm not even shitting you. I counted. There are 40 cuts in the first two minutes of the movie. 
40 goddamn cuts. It is fucking annoying how much his editor, or if he edited this, it wouldn't shock me, was not self-aware enough to fucking realize the editing of this is dog shit. There is an action sequence in the movie where the cartel ambushes a bunch of fucking ambulances, and I know I'm saying the movie out of context, but I'm just ranting about all the bad shit in it. So, there's a scene where a cartel ambushes a bunch of cops in the middle of the fucking street, and they all get gunned down in a terribly edited sequence where I didn't even know the fucking police chief or whatever his fucking name was died. I had to kind of piece it together afterwards because the editing's dog shit. There's another scene where the ambulance is like just ramming cop cars off the road or the cops are just fucking driving into fucking pedestrian cars or fucking ramming into solid brick too. The cops in this are stupid. The cops in this are terrible, man. I, I can't even fucking... Oh, I need... Oh, I need a breather here, Brian. I'm, I'm losing my shit here, man. So, um, Hayden... I uh, I noticed your rage as we were going throughout the movie. As uh, towards the beginning, it was it was about you know surface level. You were not liking the movie, and by the end of the movie, you leaned over and ranted right in my ear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, I'm back on track to where I was. Anyways, like I said. The cops in this are stupid. The cops in this movie are literally some of the dumbest cops I have ever seen in a movie ever. Literally, they they have a procedure, I guess, where they decide if the bank robbers come out of the bank, it's better to shoot them there on the streets than going in and causing a bloodbath. That logic makes no sense. You're still going to possibly kill pedestrians that are in the area. Even then, it's going to be a bloodbath because they're going to shoot right back at the cops. I get it. Like, the cops are not supposed to be written as smart in this movie. Most of them aren't. But one thing that frustrates me about it is like there isn't necessarily like a bad cop in the movie they're all morally ambiguous and i get that michael bay is only doing this because he's not an a cab guy he's somebody that actually supports the police and all that and i get it he has to write them to be kind of incompetently like smart in some ways but you're telling me not one cop in this entire thing wanted to do something dirty not by the book because apparently this whole movie they do everything by the book and that's what allows jake gyllenhaal and yaya abdul mateen to get away with the majority of the things they do in this movie it is so annoying. Another thing, too, that really annoys me about it, the cops all drive stupid. They either purposely run into things, or they're, like, ramping themselves. There's a shot where they get to a dead end on a street, right? And they're slowed down. And this cop car, for some reason, goes full speed off the dead end, and it is hilarious. There's another shot where the ambulance starts, like, slightly taps the back tire of another cop car. And it goes flipping and flying and catches fire and everything. The cops are just stupid in this. The police chief, several times, can kill Jake Gyllenhaal, and probably should and the movie would have been over because Yaya Abdul-Mateen is a good guy in this movie and he would have simply pulled over and done the right thing right well no for some reason Yaya Abdul-Mateen halfway through the movie is like well he's technically my brother I I love him in some ways I'm gonna help him do this dude why you're not getting out of this situation alive even though spoiler alert he does at the ending survive this entire thing but it's just stupid several times in this movie he should have just let him go it is stupid it is beyond stupid that they continue to let this happen also Michael Bay references his own movies in this too there's a rock reference there's an armageddon reference there's a bad boys reference for some reason there's a watchman sticker on one of the cops phones which i get him and zack snyder snyder are like good buddies and stuff like that but even still it's a weird weird reference to have there's a moment in the movie too where one of the cops says the mayor's a big city liberal and i lost my shit i lost my shit because i know michael bay supports the conservative party and he will take a dig at conserv uh, not conservatives liberals anytime he will in the movie if you go and watch the original transformers 
Transformers movies, it's literally dogging on liberals the entire time. Literally, one of the plot points of the second Transformers movie is the soldiers don't like Obama and they don't like the vice president of Obama. That is one of the plot points. It's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. I don't think I've ever been so mad at a Michael Bay movie since Transformers The Last Night or Six Underground, which just came out, what, about two, three years ago with Ryan Reynolds? That's another bad movie that came out also. Also, the cinematography of this is disgusting. It does not look good in any shot. Brian could attest to it also that it did not look very good for a majority of the movie. I need a breather, so if you'd like to say something. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know what to add. I mean, yeah, the, cinemat the cinematography was pretty bad. Um, there was a lot of shaky cam during oh, action mm, sequences. Yes. That was really bad. Made yes. it hard to follow any of the fights. Uh, there was, oh, God. A lot of, like, the camera spinning, like you talked about, that also made it hard to track what the fuck was going on. Mm -hmm. um, there was this weird sequence where uh, they were at the, like, the location of the cartel that they were working for, mm -hmm. and Jake Gyllenhaal keeps saying, left, left, left. And uh, then that sequence is just like, you see nothing happen. No, you don't. It's so badly edited. Yeah. It, it's You don't see anything happen. You don't see anybody get shot. You just see, uh, essentially, the gun points off camera and hit, and shoots somebody, shoots somebody. It's it's not very good. And he just kills the cartel leader. Okay, what? whatever, I guess. Jake Gyllenhaal has no character in this movie. I should say none of the characters have character in this at all. Like, they don't have a defining trait besides Yahya Abdul-Mateen that kind of has, like, one defining character he, trait. He has conflict. That's it. That's, and, that's it. Yeah. And the EMT... She's trying her best with the material, but literally her character just boils down to helpful EMT. She just wants to be helpful. That's it. That's all she is. Jake Gyllenhaal is like a GTA character. He's just plucked out of a GTA game and put in here, and that's literally his character. A lot of the movie feels like GTA, and they even fucking reference GTA in this movie, acknowledging this movie feels like a GTA plotline, because it does. Like, if you play Grand Theft Auto and you've played a mission where you rob banks and you have a getaway vehicle, it's very similar to this. And it feels like Michael Bay played Grand Theft Auto and was like, hmm, you know those heists that all the kids like doing GTA online? and stuff what if i made that into a movie and wrote it the way gta does well there's a difference between a video game and an actual fucking movie michael bay and actual fucking characters with stakes which you had none of in this i wanted optimus prime to show up at one point i'm not gonna lie i wanted him to show up and be like i'm here to help you yeah yeah i'm tool mateen i've got bud light in the back because we're sponsored by them we're, we're actually sponsored by heineken zero alcohol in this movie now for some reason i'm gonna get you and jake gyllenhaal out of here but it didn't happen and i kind of wish it would have did because it would have made the movie more enjoyable. I'm running out of breath. I'm ranting as hard as I can. I, I gotta wrap this up because nobody wants to keep listening to this, I'm sure. But I digress. This is a bad movie. Please do not go see it. Don't support Michael Bay. I would rather Michael Bay doesn't make a dime from this so that way he doesn't have to make movies ever again. Or I'd rather he just go back to a producing credit because he, he's a really good producer on some movies. Like A Quiet Place has really good like special effects in it, which the special effects in this are typical Michael Bay special effects. Black powder explosions. Most of it isn't CG because he's a practical guy, which I, I kind of respect, but it feels so formulaic because all of his other movies do the exact same special effects every movie. Michael Bay, I don't 
particularly love you as a human being. I don't love the interview you did for this movie where you shit on your fucking VFX team because you said, oh, the CGI looks bad and I blame the VFX guys. You're, you're an asshole for that. They tried their hardest with this and I'm pretty sure it was because you forced in your uh, practical special effects last minute because you were like, oh, the CG didn't look good. But you're an asshole for shitting on your crew for that, dude. Like, fuck off, really. Um, don't go see this movie. That is just my whole thing. It's teetering on like a one star right now. It's like a two out of ten. It, I don't know, man. It, it could even drop to a half star just because of how nonsensical this movie is but right now it's a two out of ten it's a two star morbius got me about this hot too i just didn't record a rant for morbius because i was you know obviously doing a podcast with kai on it so i could cool down a little bit well this is fresh out of the movie man this movie sucks please don't see it please don't support michael bay (sighs) fuck man how you feeling brian uh i'm frightened i want to go home yeah. Aiden has threatened to beat me several times before he started recording this. That's cap, but uh, if you'd like to give any <laughs> any final thoughts, I guess. Um, don't don't support Michael Bay. Yeah. It, it wasn't really a good movie. Nope. Uh, thank you guys for this rant. I'll be back with everything everywhere all at once.